Namaste. My name is Amog and welcome to my podcast. Today, I welcome back to the show, Advocate Prashant. You might have heard him for the first time on my podcast a few episodes back when we discussed the case of Arnab Goswami. Today, I've called him to discuss some of the issues and questions that I have and some other people may have on the farm acts that were passed in India in this year. There are three acts, but uh, the act that has caused by far the most uproar is the one that was passed recently. It is called the Farmers Empowerment and Protection Agreement on Price Assurance and Farm Services Bill of 2020. Now it's an act. The other two we will keep referring to. One of them is the Farmers Produce, Trade and Commerce Promotion and Facilitation Bill. Again, an act now. And the third is the Essential Commodities Amendment Act. Now, uh, Prashant, I'd like to uh, go over the first act, chapter by chapter. Uh, I hope that's yes. okay with you, right? Yeah. Yeah, so let's uh, just get into it. First of all, thank you for inviting me again. It was yeah. a very good experience. First time when we interacted about uh, Mr. Arnab Goswami's case. And yeah. now we have another <clears throat> big issue that yeah. is a, a currently a national concern right now. Yeah. Uh, see, <laughs> I have read this, uh, all the three acts. Yeah. I have tried to be very critical about it. You know, I will even go ahead and say that I, I tried to uh, think like a uh, normal layman uh, to be able to grasp how they are taking this law. Hmm. See, I, I will come out clear and say that my parents are are farmers actually, both oh. of them. Wow, I didn't know that. And ancestrally, ancestrally, uh, from both the sides, my grandparents they were mm-hmm. farmers. So okay. I come from a family of farmers. Traditionally, okay. we are landowners in Uttar Pradesh, hmm. and we are farmers. So. Okay. So it, it's not just about a legal issue, it is also personal to us. Okay. Now, now let's start by discussing what is the current prevalent system. Okay. Some states, some states have mandis. Yeah. It, uh, they refer to different names, mandis, APMCs, hmm. mazars, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So the gist is same, the basic concept is same. So okay. now what farmer has to do, he, hmm. he grows the crop which is listed in the MSP scheme hmm. and he claims the MSP price from the state government yeah. and the state government procures it. Okay. Now, now if we talk about rice or paddy, hmm. it is procured by FCI. Now, hmm. uh, some of the, some of the farmers from central India are facing a huge issue that FCI is not buying rice. Hmm. Now, why will FCI buy rice when, if, if it already has a stock? You know, yeah. so the so if the if there is a huge surplus of a perishable good, mm-hmm. then then how to man how to go about it? How should yeah. the state or the people in general go go about it? Mm-hmm. Now let us do, let us not look at the whole scheme as uh, uh, as a uh, farmer's point of view that they are growing as per their whims or fancies or mm-hmm. the or the as per the direction of the state, mm-hmm. but how uh, the demand and supply chain goes. Okay. Now, now, if see, for example, if uh, you have a piece of land and you want to 
grow something and grow something so you will try to assess uh, what kind of goods are needed and what kind of goods what kind of uh, crops your uh, soil can produce hmm. uh, in the best possible way yeah. without much labor or uh, without giving too much investment yeah. so india is a huge nation and different parts are known for uh, different kind of produce so the local farmers are very much aware about it so we are not just producing for the local market we should look at this as a as, as india as a whole and uh, in some regards as a as, as a supplier for the whole world because we do not only feed ourselves in some aspect we also feed the feed other nations too by yeah. exporting them yeah so so we are trying to see farmers not just as an individual but uh, but also as a part of a very huge system yeah you know when if a particular kind of produce is made in excess hmm. and it is perishable and there is no already established system to take it and uh, supply or manage it or uh, make it or in any way make it usable or increase revenue Hmm. then it is bound it is bound that its price will fall how many yeah. times we see that the the onions and tomatoes are thrown on road in yeah. maharashtra yeah. in nasik yeah yeah that kind of news is the annual, it, it's an annual thing and farmer suicide is also unfortunate and extremely saddening and yet highly recurring uh, phenomenon yeah thing, uh, it's a phenomenon now, by now yeah. yeah it's happening every year yeah so now uh, sh- we should look at this protest that uh, whatever i have tried to argue with people not just argue i i try to step into their shoes i try to understand what issues they have yeah hmm. so uh, the thing they are pointing out hmm. are the flaws of the already existing system yeah and blaming it on flaws. the act exactly <laughs> i have i do not know how how to how to go about it when someone is blaming the already a uh, prevailing system to attack the new law that makes no sense at all yeah i mean that's the yeah. default state of a lot of people that i mean they are kind of frustrated with the system as it is and whenever something new happens they just start attacking that new thing it's just common i don't know yeah are you saying something i'm sorry oh so, yeah never no, right no, so we have to look at it as a huge market first of yeah. all because yeah. it has to become a huge market mm. for farmers to become self sufficient and as a as a uh, useful asset for the nation you know yeah. uh, farmers should not be competing with each other rather than they should be working in conformity with each other you know if for example if you know we cannot feed ourselves solely with, with the rice and uh, and pulses We, yeah. we there are so many things we we need and mm. and each one of them is nutri is very important for nutrition mm. and everything if produced in a good and good quality and in a sufficient amount will are will not just be good for the consumers it will also bring profit to the farmers now yeah. people may say that ye to bolne ki baat hai what you are saying this is this a utopia and what you are saying is extremely obvious yes it is ob- obvious and nobody is talking about obvious thing that is why i am i am stating this yeah now i think i think i have reasons to believe that these laws hmm. except the third one the essential commodities amendment act hmm. uh, the first two laws are have been designed to take a step towards commercialization of farming sector hmm. now people are complaining that why are you commercializing 
farming sector yeah my question to them is why not yeah i mean they why somehow not? they somehow see this commercialization as something evil i'll tell you this yeah. um i came across an article published in none other than the indian express and written by none other than salwan khurshid along with one more person and the article basically uh, identified six problems with the new uh, farm act and it turns out one of the points that they raised both of the authors raised was that corporatization of farms all over the world wherever it has happened they raised this that wherever it has happened it has led to a problem for the farmers so they say and that the corporates benefit they, i they did quote an instance but i don't know if if that's valid if if i want i can just leave a link to that uh, in the description here and maybe people can go through it but the but the issue is that the the thing that they argue is if you corporatize this sector then the corporates take undue advantage of the farmers because farmers don't have any bargaining power there and i mean there's a lot of issues I'm, as i'm sure we'll discuss as we discuss the act further that there are certain things in uh, because of which the farmer is at a disadvantage and the corporates take all the benefits away and the farmer still stays in penury that's what they argue now i want you to um, since you raised this point of commercialization i want you to just explain a bit why this perspective is wrong in the first place i am uh, of a clear opinion that commercialization wherever we ha- ha- it has happened commercialization wherever it has happened it has led to an increase in efficiency it has led to an increase in quality and it has led to a, a severe i mean it's it has led to a great increase in the uh, sheer uh, what do we say prosperity of the people who uh, are in that field so i don't know why people oppose it maybe uh, you have some insight into why people think that uh, i can try to explain this kind of phenomenon or the collective sheep mentality mm-hmm. you know first of all let's burst this uh, misconception that commercialization brings penury or disaster for the farmers mm-hmm. we know we have been reading about prairies you know if we are to compare india mm-hmm. india which is a huge nation we should compare it with an other huge nation and not with a small small nations like european countries we should compare it with big nations like usa canada okay. australia mm-hmm. so uh, and china also oh. now if now we come if we compare the far if we look at the lifestyle of farmers of a usa of a uh, particular farmer of usa mm-hmm. they are pretty much rich their per capita in, uh, in uh, income is uh, significant it's handsome yeah and you can see that if you can even simply google prairies and you can see huge farmlands and how efficiently and in an industrialized way they are uh, producing so much uh, whatever they are producing mm. and uh, there is already a system in place to take it from their farm and and without uh, compromising its quality and uh, immediately rush it to the place where it can be processed if needed Hmm. or packaged if needed or directly sold yeah to, to the next stage in uh, in the supply chain yeah so now i think i have not i i i'm pretty much sure that this whole farmer protest is not a farmer's protest but a middleman's protest the large protest I'll yeah say. you know i may sound extremely uh, biased against the protesters hmm. and uh, people may call us modi bhav okay but you know whoever thinks that we are modi bucks or uh, completely pro state 
pro-state. <laughs> if you're completely pro-state, they should uh, counter us with logic. You know, yeah. if you are, if you present before, uh, before I think uh, we have decided about having a podcast last week. Yet, yet both of us at our own level were looking for a very good counter. Yeah. Know, so that we can present a counter view also, a Correct. sound counter view, hmm. so that we can even question the state. But there is none. There is actually no counter. To the to these laws which which aren't based on uh, hypothetical uh, premises. Hmm. So, or oh, sometimes outright falsehoods these, as well. I mean, exactly, there are exactly. some some things Concoction. that people say that uh, that don't even feature in the law. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yeah. Basically, don't don't apologize. So basically, people are uh, are becoming victim of uh, rumor mongering. Yeah. And, yeah. A lot. Uh, yeah. And the opposition is playing with people, and some vested interests are hijacking it mm. very efficiently. And you know, yeah. Indian farmers aren't evil; they aren't. They are innocent people. They are very good. You know, mm. they are good-natured. If someone, if they, if they are saying that people are saying that state is going to ruin them, mm. uh, or the state is going to take them away, they are right. It is natural that they will panic because a huge crowd is saying that there has to be some substance. And yeah. there is no one, and, and I'll highly criticize the central government for not taking efficient and uh, efficient and quick action mm. to curb this this kind of menace menace of uh, uh, rumors and false propaganda against the law. True. Yeah. Now, uh, furthermore, if anyone is going to challenge this these laws, mm. the proper forum is is. Uh, constitutionally Court. established courts, yeah, they exactly. Can directly go and challenge that it is it is not suitable. It hasn't uh, been te- uh, no due deliberation or discussion has been made. If let's assume that no discussion was made, which is outright false, mm. uh, for the argument's sake, if let's say if no uh, discussion or procedure has been observed before passing these laws, this alone is a very good argument. They can they can challenge it. Correct. They can bring a stay on the operation. Mm. They can. Uh, it's possible, you know. Parliament is not. Parliament is not for uh, uh, single parties. Uh, uh, <clears throat> parliament is not an instrument for one particular party to do whatever they want. Yeah. An opposition, even a single opposition, is there. His opinion has to be heard. And Correct. in fact, uh, uh, MPs from the same uh, party, from the ruling party, can question it. They have a right, and they should. Yeah. Uh, because they are not. They are not there to uh, propagate or perpetuate the. Uh, Whatever this, their government is saying, but to safeguard the interest of their people. So this yeah. is what how things are meant to be, and and how things are actually going are completely different. The yeah. Government is indeed at fault. Government is compromising at so many levels, and yeah. and not taking care of uh, people. You know, government is letting people get victimized by these kind of rumors, and yeah. this is a huge, this is a huge setback. This, yeah. Even though they have three hundred three seats. What more power do you need? What What do you want? I do not understand. I do not understand what do they want. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a thing that uh, this just I don't know what it, it confuses me a lot, man. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm I can't even think about it. How is this happening? These people, the current ruling party BJP, used to be so good at communication. What happened to that? I mean, they are they are not even able to clarify. We saw the same thing when uh, this. CA riots happened. Yeah, there were hundreds of reasons that people you know, CA was, people could CA, yeah, the, challenge. Completely. Yeah, yeah. I was saying, I was saying that there were there were mm-hmm. multitudes of reasons mm-hmm. that people could challenge it on the basis of some facts or something. But the problem is, 
these people didn't read the bill i don't entirely blame them because not all of the, those people understand that kind of language or whatever so it was the responsibility oh. of the government to come out with clarifications to come out with q and a's and answer everything that that was being you know discussed oh. same thing we are seeing here the government has i mean it has spectacularly failed in clarifying what exactly is happening and now we see yeah it might even be man i i don't know and just yesterday or day before yesterday i saw this uh, uh, tweet by ani in fact so they said that uh, the bjp is organizing press conferences at uh, uh, you know everywhere in the country wherever their presence is and they're clarifying but this is happening at the party level what happened to the government Hmm. bjp is, is doing as a party, it party. yeah it's not it the party's duty. duty it is government's duty yeah i mean okay if they want to spend their funds that way no one else would have a problem but the thing is it's the job of the government hmm. i'll tell you why this this matters to me because like you just said people are uh, you know uh, spreading rumors among each other some people are doing it deliberately but some people genuinely don't know and one of the rumors is which is very dangerous and i'd like to I'd like you to clarify this people are saying that apmcs are outrightly being abolished no not so, true yeah so no. can you please just explain that apmc are, are, are there is no such section in any of these laws which states that apmcs will go uh, will become an operational uh, so i i do not have anything to say there is no section it is completely whimsical to say yeah. that apmcs will be abolished Yeah. So what I mean, say? I have only one answer that there is no possibility. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it might probably be uh, uh, coming out of this mm. chapter two, uh, which is the uh, mm. farming agreement. Uh, it has to do with the farming agreement. Uh, first there, chapter, maybe. No, first chapter is definitions and everything. So that's why chapter two. No, no, no. Uh, we decided that. Oh, the, first uh, act. First yeah, act first act. Be, correct. First yeah. act. Act chapter ah. two. Yeah. Chapter two. Yes. Yeah. Chapter so, two in section. The, the 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 entire chapter. It has to do with farming agreement, right? Oh. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so. Ha, okay, I will. Uh, let's let's just go through that. The, yeah. 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 So you know, first of all, hmm. APMC is defined in this particular act. What APMC is? Hmm. Monday or whatever. With the uh, uh, let's look at section two, subsection uh, A, APMC yard hmm. means the physical premises covering agricultural produce market committee yard by whatever name called. established for regulating markets and trade in farming produce under any state act hmm. so first of all apmc are established under state act hmm. Hmm. state hmm. apmcs are subject matter of state list okay central government cannot abolish apmcs hmm. Hmm. so it's not their jurisdiction it also, to do that uh, it is not their jurisdiction to abolish and hmm. uh, this act is not even attempting to abolish or do away with apmcs hmm. what it is saying is hmm. is giving our, uh, farmers a liberty hmm. if i am a farmer hmm. i have 12 acres of land hmm. uh, i can grow uh, the crop which the state wants me to grow uh, for which they have uh, prescribed a uh, minimum support price and okay. i'll go and sell it sell it in the monday and i i may use Uh, four other four uh, re- remaining four acres of land hmm. uh, for a particular purpose by contracting with a <clears throat> with any businessman who needs a particular kind of uh, maybe cotton or whatever he needs cotton yarn or anything he can hmm. just contract with me i can use that for and sell directly to him i'll right. sell it to him i do not need to uh, sell consult it, uh, the state to, basically uh, consult the consult the state any middleman anyone you hmm. know even uh 
farmers face so many difficult so much difficulty for, for example in remote areas they may not always get uh, get uh, transport vehicles to get their produce packed and transferred to the desired location hmm. they have to wait for days and sometimes yeah. qualities of the crops are compromised correct correct those are perishable products basically hmm. now if now look at now look at from the angle of the corporations hmm. if i am uh, i am ambani adani or any local businessman Hmm. if i am going to register myself and for these kind of uh, transaction these kind of business hmm. i will i mean i will communicate with the farmers we will draw a particular agreement hmm. and uh, it will i know because it's not farmers work uh, to have uh, transport vehicles and everything so hmm. everything will be uh, decided first hand hmm. we will have a, a contingent date by which the crops will be uh, ready for cultivation hmm. we cannot calculate exactly but we can mm. have a rough idea yeah yeah we can always have a rough idea yeah so uh, i being a businessman a corporate i will have uh, dealings with the transport uh, transportation uh, mm. workers also i will be in touch with them mm. i will have uh, i will it will be upon me to have a good contact uh, or an pre designed agreement with them that mm. they shall make uh, vehicles available to mm. me at the desired location for mm. packing and moving hmm. so the middleman is ruled out the okay. seller of hmm. the crop and the buyer will meet directly without hmm. any uh, without farmers having to go through much 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 hassle you know it will save farmers time hmm. they will not have to wait for money because it is contract based the yeah. uh, uh, corporations will have to pay money immediately otherwise they will they, because they have to get registered Hmm. and if they are going to if they are going to retain money and uh, they and uh, on the basis of complaints by the farmers they may get black, blacklisted and yeah. there is also uh, uh, there is also mechanism uh, well well designed mechanism within this particular act hmm. for uh, redressal of grievances hmm. you know if the act itself you know uh, farmers are not going to design the act they do uh, not uh, not I'm sorry not the act the agreement the farmers are not going to design the agreement hmm. and but they are going to be a party to it now if i'm yeah. trying to play mm. play a farmer for a fool I, if i'm trying to take him for a ride mm. i'm making such kind of clauses which are going beyond the scope of this particular act mm. the whole agreement will be illegal it will be quashed and the farmer will not, will get the money out of this agreement mm. without having uh, to perform his reciprocal promise as, as per the void agreement okay, there okay. is a provision i will read it out to you furthermore mm-hmm. furthermore it also gives protection to the farmers mm-hmm. against act of god oh Which yeah is, yeah yeah that that was one of the questions that what happens if uh, there's like drought or excessive rain act, or some act, other problems the act yeah. itself gives gives protection against such kind of mishapping okay yeah yeah so you mm-hmm. know if i try to i try, if i try to not mention this particular clause in the agreement mm-hmm. try to fool a farmer mm-hmm. and i say that that which major the clause of this measure that is act of god is not applicable or i just do not mention it hmm. then it will be it will be read into the agreement because the act says so so okay. the agreement cannot override the act okay okay yeah Hmm. Okay, I understand. Let us discuss. Uh, let us discuss. Yeah, I, I, uh, I just had a question before before we do that. Yeah, just with yeah, yeah, this yeah. particular thing, uh, you mentioned that uh, because of this act, what can happen is farmers and, in the words of the act, a sponsor, 
and uh, it's also possible that a third party may come in but a farmer and a sponsor can directly have an agreement between themselves okay. and the farmer can just sell to the sponsor that is something that was uh, that i could understand from the act anyone if they have access to the act they can read it and they can understand it so you mentioned that there will be no i mean there's no necessity of middlemen right hmm. so i want to ask what role did middlemen play prior to this act uh, that is i mean what role did they play and now they cannot because this is also one more thing that we have heard from the people who are opposing the protest hmm. they're saying that all of these are the middlemen who are out of jobs what exactly did middlemen used to do that's my question see the farmer toils on the field hmm. throughout the year yeah he has to take care of his crops every day hmm. so you cannot expect him to uh, expect him that uh, after the cultivation he will carry it to the he will arrange a vehicle for transport hmm. carry it to uh, properly package it hmm. and and <clears throat> deliver it to the apmc He stand in the uh, queue and then st- start bidding. The, the, uh, the APMC is for bidding, mm. and and the minimum support price is the basic value from which the bidding starts. Okay. And I'm talking about the crops which are not purchased by the state directly. I'm not talking okay. about such crops. Okay. The crops okay. which are sold to people, sold to the uh, uh, businessmen. Because mm. you know, I I know somebody who who is in this business. He is filthy rich. just by purchasing vegetables from the apmcs and uh, he has the control of uh, he, he is in connection with the local vegetable vendors mm. so in in a very very huge area he is in contact with local vegetable vendors in huge area mm. he has some men who are bidders who bid who uh, sell the um, <coughs> vegetables and other uh, farm produce in the apmcs mandis mm. so the rate at which a farmer transfers his produce to the middleman who mm. arranges everything mm. and sells it sells it or sells it in the mandis and price at which the crops are actually uh, the vegetables are actually sold in the market is huge okay okay so it, you know now compare that uh, compared i should have i should have prepared a data on this i didn't get time i'm sorry i i could because i could have my father is pretty much equipped with these kind of trivia in, you know <clears throat> the am- amount in which for example if we talk about uh, uh, tomatoes or tomatoes potatoes or s- similar uh, uh, vegetables which we consume throughout the year mm. uh, or or the social media's favorite uh, cauliflower <laughs> if we talk about the, these kind of vegetables the yeah. price is, uh, the farmer never sells it based on one unit Mm-hmm. the farmer sells it based on the area okay you know uh, for example uh, uh, i do um, it depends per acre per mm-hmm. the produce per acre you know okay. the it can be huge it can be less but generally yeah. if they, the farmer is a hard working farmer then the produce is always uh, always rich and good mm-hmm. so he is not earning on per unit but he is earning on Per designate per unit acre of area. Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. a- acre or gatta or whatever. Whatever. Ha. They have a different bigha. So these mm-hmm. are all different kinds of measurements depending on the local. Yeah. So basically, dependent on the land area and not the unit. Yeah. 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 Yes. Okay. So that's the general practice. That's the general mm-hmm. practice. Okay. And when the middleman uh, sells it and uh, in the APMCs and mandis, mm-hmm. he earns by the weight weight of the produce. Okay. Okay. And his earning is 
several magnitudes higher than what Parler is running, just because he has arranged the uh, transport and he is taking it to the Mandis. You know, so, interesting trivia. Interesting trivia in Punjab. Hmm. In Punjab, big farmers are pretty much able to uh, control this. Yeah, big because farmers, they they don't need to depend on this kind of middleman yes. to get their produce out, right? I mean, they can just do it. So let us say, let us say that you and I are both big farmers. Uh, you and I are both both are farmers in Punjab. Hmm. I am a rich farmer, mm-hmm. and you are a smaller average. farmer, hmm. average or smaller farmer who is hmm. working just in, in my village. You know, hmm. I'm an influential person. Hmm. And uh, what I'll do, I'll just say that hey, mera to hai. I'll, I'm taking my goods to the market. I'll take yours too. Oh, okay, Anna? okay. So the powerful farmer has control on the lower landowners or farmers hmm. on their on their area. So okay. the big farmers are not just farmers; they are also middlemen for the others. Okay, because they okay. have control on hmm. the mandis. Hmm. They have political controls on the mandis and the areas. So I'm hmm. trying to uh, convey that. The whole protest is not at all a farmer's Far- protest, but a middleman's protest. Okay, yeah, a little uh, detour here. Uh, uh, what, I mean, it, it's probably not related to the acts or anything. I'm just asking it for my own clarification's sake. Why is it that uh, farmers, uh, you know, decide their, uh, I mean, or sell based on their land area, and the middlemen uh, sell based on the units? Or decide the price based on units. Why is that distinction because, there? I mean, is it like a mandated um, distinction, or just people do that by this themselves? This has become this has become a system, you know. Oh, okay. One will because you know you know the property which doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, if you if I am right now having a vacant land and you are a, you are a businessman, you are approaching me. You are you are trying to buy something which does not exist on that date. So that's why there cannot be okay. any uh, sale on the basis of uh, weight or piece okay. of produce, but mm-hmm. only at the out, output capacity mm-hmm. of the land. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So, what we are saying is that uh, I'm talking. I'm not talking about the MSPs here. You know, MSPs well, yeah, are not that's applicable different. on these things. Mm-hmm. MSPs are not applicable on these things. For example, if I'm growing papaya, government, I don't think uh, any state government pay, pays uh, MSPs on papayas. Papayas are highly lucrative. You know, four lakhs per acre. Wow, cats. Uh, if the produce is good, see, uh, it, I have seen that the North Indian farmers are extremely hardworking. They are extremely brilliant at their work. Mm-hmm. They can they can grow anything anywhere. They are, I, I'll, just, I'll say that they are magicians. They can do anything. They are very uh, highly talented and extremely brilliant in their work. Mm. So, and all I'm saying is that if there is a corporate investment in their work, mm. the quality will go up. Quality mm. definitely go up. Hmm. Now, let us come back to the act. I'll try to explain one thing which I don't think anyone has ever mentioned this in any social media or news website. Hmm. Let us say that this law is not passed or let us say that this law is repealed or called back or maybe... Just never go back five months and change. let's see. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. let's say. Hmm. I'm a farmer. I want to... I do not want to sell to the... Uh, I, I'm, a rebel. I'm a rebel farmer. I do not want to sell through the medium of a middleman. Hmm. And I, I have a friend who is a businessman, is a big corporate man, and he is willing to purchase my um, produce. Hmm. So what we do, we make an agreement. We make a contract. Hmm. We make a very good contract. And hmm. as per the contract, I worked completely. I, I fulfilled my reciprocal, my side of the reciprocal promise. Hmm. I delivered the goods to him. Now he is using some kind of technicalities or other reasons 
to hmm. deny me my fair payment okay what remedy do i have well you entered a contract right so you can just yes. get the uh, i mean get courts to enforce that contract exactly how i i will have to approach the courts court. yeah 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 yes. now for yeah. example now, now if let's say uh, i'm approaching civil court and the uh, and the value of produce which i had hmm. is 50 lakhs 50 lakhs the value of the market value of produce which i had is 50 lakhs okay so so what we so i'll have to pay court fees proportionate to 50 lakh rupees which is a very good very big amount it can go mm. up to 3.5 to 4 lakh the court fees and civil cases for uh, in specific performance or money recovery mm. uh, are uh, are not a small thing they they are prolonged this has been an issue in india everybody knows that this, the courts are slow and the just and securing justice is a time taking process there are so many technicalities which some which lawyers like me uh, use in court to delay if my our client is wrong and it he needs time even though ultimately justice gets served in civil matters of course but it takes a lot of time and uh, patience hmm. for everyone for the parties you know the, uh, the farmer will have not just have to take care of the of the of his field and next, for the next uh, mm. season farming season mm. we'll also have to worry about worry about uh, the, the court cases also hmm hmm correct and so it may go on and on for years maybe the suit was filed by me and the decree is declared in favor of my son because i do not exist in court even that can happen yeah we've heard yeah, cases go for a long time yeah we've heard that they may yes yeah so so this this would be the system if mm. a farmer wants to uh, do uh, contract farming mm. this would be the system without this okay now as per this particular this first act which we are discussing mm-hmm. i'm free to do contract farming mm-hmm. no state law can stop me okay i can mm. i can uh, the uh, as per this particular act let's see section 3 a farmer may enter into a written farming agreement in hmm. respect of any farming any farming produce hmm. and such uh, such agreement may provide for the terms and condition of supply of such produce including the time of supply uh, quality grade standard price and such other matters now people mm. have an issue with this also that mm. if the uh, if the produce is not as per to the prescribed standard mm. then the farm then the corporate will reject the produce mm. then what is wrong in this yeah who wants to eat a substandard food who tell me who will eat substandard food and why do we have to produce substandard food exactly yeah because this is a question that i received from actually from some people uh mostly detractors of the act so what they asked is uh there's this clause that have, that basically says that uh, when farmers enter into an agreement with a sponsor and a third party and or a third party then there are some things that they have to take care of which is pre decided so both i mean they can consult the farmers can uh, consult with the sponsors and then they have to enter into an agreement and they decide upon the quality the uh, how much quantity they want to sell and what not and then the standard and grade and all of those things time of delivery all of that so they can decide so the question that they asked me was like you just mentioned that what if they decide upon a particular quality and then at the type of at the time of purchase 
the there is a there is an inspection that is mandated by the act i think so i mean of course it makes sense to uh, check for the so quality so, so, yeah yeah so there there has to be an inspection and turns out if in that inspection it turns out that the quality is not up to the mark then what happens because then by the act as per my understanding goes the act empowers the sponsor to reject the uh, produce because the quality is not up to the mark and in this case people are saying then what happens to the farmer that's what the uh, this thing is uh, objection is how would you uh, answer that i mean should should this, this be the case first of all i i see if a farmer comes to me seeking advice on this particular topic hmm. what should he do i will advise him let's hmm. make an agreement and oust this particular uh, provision of the law because it is not mandatory i'll just say that if the crops uh, uh, first of all if you are not able to produce a particular standard of crop hmm. then do not mention that kind of do not enter into an agreement for selling uh, such high standard of crop exactly Now, if you are thinking that you are you are confident of growing a hmm. good quality crop or a decent quality crop but hmm. due to some kind of infestation hmm. or any other uh, outward uh, uh, factors hmm. if the quality is compromised hmm. then what you can do what you can do is that in the agreement you can provide for such kind of scenario mm. that the corporations can buy the lower quality goods mm. at a lower at a price lesser price at a lower yeah. price you know correct mm. you know you cannot you cannot make any agreement completely one sided you know corporations mm. also have to run their business they have to feed the mouths of their employees yes so mm. a mid a midway has to be uh, determined mm. if the quality is absolutely bad then mm. you cannot expect expect uh, the corporations to buy completely substandard material no one yeah. no one is going to buy it. true true so th- that's what, that's what came into my head that if there is an agreement by the way uh, and mind you that the agreement has been decided upon by both parties the farmer and the sponsor or the corporate then w- hmm. i mean if your quality is not up to the mark why should the corporate buy it right i mean it seems hmm. harsh but that's how it is you wouldn't uh, violate a contract just because i mean you felt bad about it if the quality is not up to the market it gets rejected that's natural you can provide for scenarios you can provide for whatever what happens if the quality if for example there are four degrees of qualities and you have agreement for the best quality hmm. and then what to do if the quality is just lower than than the best hmm. and you can decide a price for that too hmm. you can yeah, decide yeah. a price you know you hmm. can you know, the agreement can be designed in such a way hmm. that an advance can hmm. uh, be given to the farmer to uh, make arrangements Mm. Uh, while the while the season is lasting and then he has to he has to take care of the crops and the crops are uh, growing and and, and uh, the remaining amount may be uh, released in favor of the farmer and mm. as per the as per the quality of the final produce mm. if the if the quality of final produce is the is best up to the mark mm. then whole amount may be released if it is slightly lower or the next uh, next level of quality then they can mention for per unit we will release this amount hmm. you know it, th- these kind of things can happen this is not yeah. something this is not a big deal this, this can happen hmm. and if the if the farmer thinks that this is an absolutely bad idea and we should hmm. not do it then this act is not mandatory upon you hmm. you do not have to do a contract farming at all you yeah. can go by the previous system this is not mandatory it's only for freedom you, you can experiment if you have 12 acres of land 10 acres of land you hmm. can do the old old faithful thing Uh, old faithful way of doing your business 
uh, on eight acres, and you can do this kind of experiment for two acres, just to know, just to get used to this kind of uh, this uh, adventure. Yeah, yeah, and you know, uh, I'll just tell you, tell you uh, a parallel example to this. Okay, so by training, I'm an electronics engineer. So what happens is, uh, yeah. I've heard this. Okay, I don't know this for sure, but I've heard this from a lot of people in the industry. That suppose people who design like processors, okay, uh, and they want to, of course, for different kinds of processors, there are different specs or specifications that we call. So it should be uh, this much frequency, and it should be able to do this and this much power and all of that. So there's there's a lot of specifications there. So say I design, I am trying to design an i5 processor, and in the end, after it has uh, you know been designed and verified and uh, all that product engineering takes place, everything, and then they test it. and it's not up to the mark you know what they do huh. they sell it as a, an i3 processor so what at a lower price of course so yeah. the, i mean this is this is what happens this is how they i mean you can't just throw it all away because it costs it a lot it costs yeah. millions of dollars to get one batch of any electronics product out fabricated and you can't throw it away so what do you do you sell it as a lower uh oh. model at a lower price and that's how you do it so i think that's a similar example to what you just said so maybe that's an uh, that's a parallel that i used to understand yeah, this myself yeah. no it absolutely makes sense now yeah. adding one more thing in this if the what are the scenarios in which the produce is absolutely substandard cannot be sold at all hmm. uh, maybe by huge crop uh, huge infestation by for example local mm-hmm. yeah or uh, floods or other kind of famine calamities mm. uh, first of all famines are not so common right now you know agricultural sector has grown irrigation mm. sector has grown mm. so this kind of uh, calamities are not very common now mm. as mm. it used to be yeah yet yet they do happen for one cause or the other the village the village in which the farming is been carried out is extremely remote or whatever there are mm. a number of reasons for which this kind of mishapping can happen mm. that is accommodated uh, that has already been accommodated accommodated in this particular act okay let's go ahead uh, with yeah. next provision yeah 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 i just had one question about it so the in the beginning you had mentioned something called msp minimum support price mm. correct so could you just briefly explain what msp is first thing second is uh, i mean is it mandatory for every player okay so for not just for the government for private buyers also and the third thing is uh, is it a wise decision to put msp into law because just today i saw uh, another tweet by ani uh, in which a, a farmer from up i think he was a member of some farmer okay. union from up said uh, that msp should be uh, you know expanded first of all and it should apply to a lot of other things milk and everything and it should be made compulsory and it should be put into law so maybe you could give a little clarification clarification on what msp is see msp as the name suggests minimum support price hmm. is is a scheme of central government hmm. to ensure that the that the farmer of particular of necessary commodities hmm. do not uh, are not left empty, completely empty handed okay so that the amount they are investing they can recover the amount they are, they have invested throughout the year for the for growing the crop hmm. and earn a decent benefit over it 
okay hmm. for for the purpose of self sustenance nothing okay. more they cannot hmm. buy luxuries by using msps hmm. it is only for ensuring that the farmer survive doesn't going to loss okay that is uh-huh. yeah but yeah. i mean w- what's the rationale behind this why i mean i understand the purpose i mean like you mentioned i understand the purpose it is to ensure survival of farmers but why survival of farmers is so important that this has to happen because i'll tell you in a lot of other things say you go into an industry like electronics or anything else if you produce a bad batch of uh, processors then you just have to throw it away a lot of people get fired everything up companies go down there's nothing guaranteed there so there's no kind of a, a msp like thing for any other ind- any other sector it's just for agriculture as far as i know so why uh, uh, can you give me an idea as to why this sector is considered to be this special sector that it has to have this uh, because uh, a farmer never uses what you make but you use what farmers make oh come on <laughs> okay I so understand all, what is being said, but I, I, I am not convinced. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, let me yeah. try harder. Okay. See, Europe, yeah. as it is, uh, has become an extreme cliche that India is an agrarian nation, and so and so percentage of population of India is uh, in this agricultural sec- sector. Forty-nine percent or something. Uh, I think that may have changed by now. I don't know. Hmm. So, hmm. the thing is that that. it is not giving msps to everyone it is giving okay. msps to certain kind of crops which are necessary to make sure that we do not go hungry okay. even though we are there are so many villages in which kids are uh, malnourished and they are dying of hunger yet mm-hmm. let's leave this uh, grim topic for another day yeah yeah <clears throat> coming back to this mm-hmm. uh, the thing is that the necessary crops are grown mm-hmm. in, in, for example For, uh, now, now let us for time being assume that that there is a huge demand of of cotton in mm. foreign land mm. and india is the number one supplier of cotton mm. and and if there is and every farmer in india every farmer decides to grow cotton only leave aside technicalities that not all lands can grow farmer co- uh, grow cotton just say for time being that everyone starts growing cotton what mm. will happen we will yeah, fall short in other hmm. things which we hmm. are too much no no for say that there the the need of the company is extremely high it okay is, uh, it is unquenchable and hmm. all the producers of uh, all the land of india cannot uh, uh, fill Satisfied. the value of this monster let us say hmm. uh, for the time being for sake of argument hmm. now cotton is being produced farmers are selling the cotton hmm. uh, and they are earning handsomely but what happened with with uh, other necessary gra- uh, grains pulses mm. no but uh, but you have to yeah i understand no, no, let me but just, okay, just sure. let me complete yes sure 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 go ahead sure yeah let me make the, make my point ha huh? mm-hmm. so this is a hypothetical argument this argument is not strong i am just trying to give mm. you a rough idea why ms why the idea of msp conceived in the minds of uh, uh, our leaders mm-hmm. now uh, we have to be as uh, you know soon after independence mm. uh, the government uh, had to look uh, was expecting high of agriculture uh, agriculture sector mm. to ensure that india uh, the people of india sustain mm. survive mm-hmm. better uh, forget about thriving and flourishing <laughs> we had we had to ensure that we survive we make another day and we need mm. food for that mm. so 
we expected our farmers to grow those crops which will ensure that we are we our our bellies are full hmm. we can work yeah so to ensure that such kind of crops are grown uh, hmm. sufficiently hmm. and and uh, even in worst case scenarios hmm. the farmers are are sure that they will not lose below this they will not hmm. their, their their income will not fall short of a particular standard hmm. msp was introduced okay as an incentive that that people may grow uh, mm. they may uh, earn, they may earn higher than uh, than the msps they they mm. do earn higher than msp yeah. msp mm. is only like an insurance that if, if, in, in during worst days uh, for example if the produce is so high is the supply is so high and the and the buyers are not uh, interested in buying it you mm. know even fci food corporation of india is a, is in buying rice right now mm. i don't know about right now but as of the end of 2019 uh, they they were buying rice hmm okay so farmers and uh, rice millers were having huge trouble hmm. huge trouble okay so we have to regulate the quantity of every uh, crop every uh, eatable that that our nation is producing hmm and we also have to ensure that the most important and basic necessary commodities the sub- hmm. their supply be regulated Okay. and they are always available for example we we we, we have just faced a huge pandemic our mm. uh, everything uh, whole nation was shut down for months and yet mm. india was able to feed its people for uh, for mm. a very long time yeah so, so it is because we had reserve mm. and that is yeah. why the uh, essential commodities amendment act comes in picture yeah but yeah i recently heard this argument as well okay so it was uh, against the whole concept of msps well i tend to lean in that area but but i'm open to arguments okay so what was being argued was that what is this uh, procurement by the government aimed at okay so first is for pds um, and oh, some some PDS, welfare yeah. some some welfare schemes second is uh, for crisis management so like you just mentioned that uh, we had a pandemic oh, and pandemic. people had to be fed by the government and all of that and maybe uh, also some uh, some places like you have a lot of soldiers staying in places where they have to be given greens and all of that so that's where the government procurement mostly goes but right. what is being said was say the requirement for all of this is a then the procurement is actually almost three times a and whatever was surplus that was being procured that was being bought at msp because i think it's it's the, the government has to buy at least at msp right they cannot right. go below that so they first of all they were spending a lot of money on that second mm. with all the surplus it just stayed in the godowns it rotted and it, and in, in some cases it had to be sold to uh, you know just companies that made alcohol or something breweries mm. because mm. that's at least some use could be gotten out of it so i what i'm trying to get at year of government yeah no but what i'm trying to get at is because of mm. this i mean i don't know it's because of msp itself or because of certain other factors as well that government procurement is way more than what it is required that these things are happening and what happens is because of this so if if you are buying three times what you require like you just mentioned about cotton this is happening for the grains that are being procured at, at msp so what, whatever msp applies to people are growing that in large quantities where it is not required and because of i mean because of that there are other problems created so a lot of companies actually find it easier to import the grains import those grains which were growing in india that's such oh. a pity 
so that is one of the arguments that i've heard that was against the msp so maybe i mean uh, i'm not entirely con- okay so maybe that there might have had been some historical argument to it like you just mentioned so when we just became independent we had to feed ourselves first so that was the priority number 1 at that time but today i don't think that's the case right see uh, i think we cannot blame msps for government's inefficiency they have uh, they have they can do so many things with the reserve you know mm-hmm. let's give example of our own body <clears throat> i read somewhere uh, a trivia that our blood is completely renewed in every 60 or 90 days whatever mm-hmm. so on every 30 days one third of our blood is renewed mm. now let's compare it with the reserve of grains that we have mm. now we are i am the government of india i am keeping reserve of grains mm. and i know that it is a perishable good mm. sooner or later it will get rotten mm. or get infested by rats or whatever mm. so what i can do i can sell it to the private players yeah the older one i am keeping the new i i will keep the new produce of this year i will buy it at msp rate mm-hmm. i will keep it but i will sell the older one which may get perished uh, soon mm-hmm. i may sell it for other i may import it mm-hmm. you know older rice are uh, very good so few aged rice made uh, are maybe used for for particular kind of cuisines mm-hmm. let's not get there so <laughs> what i'm trying to say is uh, the government can bring some kind of planning in in this thing it it is uh, absolutely it's a sheer lack of planning from the part of government and i don't think msp should be blamed if you are spending money if on on an asset it is up to you to make that asset get you more money in return correct and if you are not doing it it is your your failure yeah of course it's a failure on the part of government because what happens is it's it's, it's a logical train of thought that government has, has to buy at the msp they cannot go below but then when they are selling they can actually the they can you know they can actually do so many things i i i suggest i just conceived an idea while discussing with you they should make a business ministry they should make a make make a particular ministry dedicated to earn profit from the scraps of the other ministry from railways and everything you know railways do auction the scraps mm-hmm. of uh, the things of, of of even the used locomotive mm-hmm. locomotives and engine parts whatever so mm-hmm. uh, actually there is one uh, Uh, mntc or whatever i can't recall it. it its only work is to it is a government maharatna company and its job is to auction the uh, produce of even private players <laughs> they auction scraps industrial scraps they do and they earn they, they take commission they can they can extend this kind of bodies and they uh, and they can employ good smart uh, smart uh, young people to make use of these kind of things why yeah, well, they can it it will not only it will not only bring profit to india uh, the the exchequer no, uh, it will also give employment they can make a whole ministry out of it the ministry solely dedicated to do, do business now you will say it's not the duty of the government to do business i say yeah the government shouldn't be in the business of conducting business that's what i think but yeah those are my views so so you may differ no, yeah. The, uh, go, go, yeah i mean you you or doing more and more, giving more and more things to the government that's already not doing what it should do so i mean i i, no, I have an inherent mistrust of government no matter who is in power so i don't know so government we have a mistrust of government because government is a corporation it, it runs like a corporation and uh, the whole babugiri that is uh, that has infested the government is the very reason that we do not trust them yeah. and this is the whole babugiri that the government that the this uh, 
innocent laws are becoming a menace yeah they could have asked their secretary principal secretary to sit down and give a clear uh, press conference to the people because mm. it's safe it's safe to ask the high secretaries and officers to sit mm. and give a press conference because no political questions will be asked to them yeah at least i use a press secretary or something i don't know exactly, what these people exactly. do yeah but yeah they they're bad at communication they just bad at almost everything modi, they do narendra modi did no press conference just one Uh, interview with Sunita Prakash. That's it. No, this is one. I'm not talking about interviews. I'm not talking about interviews. They're mm-hmm. all scripted. I'm talking about. I'm talking about press conference. Oh and in that press conference, only Amit Amit Shah was speaking. And, yeah, he was just uh, sitting Mujib there. He was absolutely <laughs> silent. Yeah. Yeah. You. He, he pointed out to him that he will answer. He's the party president. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm in a perpetual state of despair with respect to this, but I don't know, man. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so this. I think we are uh, almost at the end of the. act no, we, uh, there are few things about chapter 3 so uh, about the uh, this conflict resolution something yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, it was being alleged that, that yeah it was being said that uh, people will lose the right or basically the act does not mention about uh, anything about farmers rights to approach courts in case they have any grievances in case they have any problems so uh, is that the case and if not then what avenues do farmers have okay quick trivia i'll start with the Uh, fun fact that mm-hmm. SDMs, subdivisional officers, subdivisional magistrates, mm-hmm. they are uh, the authorities under PDS schemes. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a food controller mm-hmm. who is who is directly under the collector of the district, mm-hmm. and they are the one who are controlling all. all they are the administrator administrators in this, and whenever uh, whenever any license of a PDS uh, license holder. Mm-hmm. supplier or seller is it revoked or suspended mm-hmm. the matter is listed before the sdms in the the next authorities is the collector himself mm-hmm. so under the pds systems and commercial commodities act and other uh, even for the food license wagera mm-hmm. uh, sdms are authority they have they have always been even for revenue they are they are a judicial authority okay. so basically the post of sdm is a is a quasi judicial post so saying that Uh, the jurisdiction of civil courts is ousted is actually in benefit of the farmers because the farmer cannot fight a case in civil court for years hmm. you know in a in civil courts uh, civil procedure code is applicable civil procedure code uh, they have uh, n numbers of rules and uh, orders and rules hmm. and we can i can file amendments of my plaint so many times and there are so many ways to keep the matter lingering on for months and years so this law has made a dedicated post of sdm mm-hmm. to with the matters it has prescribed 30 days time limit it has prescribed the manner in which the proceedings shall be heard it says summary procedure so mm-hmm. summary procedure is something in which the the rules of evidence are not strictly needed for example i just have to file my plaint i'm a farmer i'm filing filing a plaint mm-hmm. along with the supporting documents of the agreement mm-hmm. and the issues and receipts or whatever and he will file a reply the other party will file a reply if i want to file a rejoinder i may file a rejoinder or a replication upon the ws ws is written statement mm-hmm. and then we can have an argument there is no need of uh, of cross examination unless the party needs otherwise okay solely on the basis of submission a mm-hmm. clear and concise drafting judgment can be delivered within 30 days okay. there is there is no issue in this okay. now in the in the uh, the appellate authority mm-hmm. has also has the time limit of 30 days mm mm-hmm. 
So it basically works out in the benefit of the farmer. That's what you're saying. And it's exactly, not, exactly. it's not bypassing courts in any way. It's still a judicial forum. It is a court. Yes, it is a court. It is not saying now, you know, people are having issues with the provision. Let me see what provision it is. It has stated that nothing in this actual, yeah, section 19 of miscellaneous, no civil court. It is very important. I should read it. Okay. No civil court shall have jurisdiction to entertain any suit or proceedings in respect of any dispute Hmm. which a subdivisional authority or the appellate authority is empowered by or under this act to decide and no injunction shall be granted by any court or other authority in respect of any action taken or to be taken by uh, taken in pursuance of any power conferred conferred by or under this act or any rules under made under uh, with their under so hmm. what it is saying is that you cannot sue the judge it is absolutely basic common sense that if I if I'm going to a court and if the court decides in a particular way and I'm not happy with it, hmm. what I the relief I have is to file the file an appeal. Hmm. If I'm not happy with with the appeal, I can file a writ because hmm. the jurisdiction of high court and supreme court has not been ousted. Hmm. Okay. I cannot sue. I cannot sue the judge because he, he decided <laughs> the matter in a particular way. This is yeah. what this section is saying, and people are not able to understand it. You cannot sue the judge. No, there is no law in India in which you can you can sue the deciding authority, presiding officer, a presiding judicial officer. He has to be given immunity so that he can do justice properly. Otherwise, he can be he can be held at ransom. Yeah, I mean, to decide matters in a particular way, yeah. and it is it is it is again for protection of farmers because farmers cannot hold uh, government officials at ransom. Corporations may. Oh yeah, yeah, correct, correct, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this might be for the contract farming in case a corporate decides to do this. Yeah, correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. So yeah, I think we've pretty much covered that. Unless you have some specific section to mention there, because I have some miscellaneous questions, so we we can go over them, but. If you have something to talk about in the act. Hold on, I am having a call. Having a... Yeah. I think we have discussed all the points of controversy in this act, mm. which, okay. are, which are being raised. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any question pending on this? Uh, not on the act itself. There's a, a oh, bit oh. surrounding the act. Okay. Let's discuss the second act, then we'll take the questions. Okay. Okay. Sure. Please go ahead. Yeah. Let's just make the second act a little brief because it's not a center of any controversy. But yeah, we can discuss if there's something. Uh, yeah, we can, yes, we can just simply skip to the section three of this particular act, and I think all the same arguments will fall in place. Okay. Section yeah. three, three of this act, chapter two, section three. Hmm. Uh, we are we are currently di- discussing second act. Second act is the Farmers Produce Trade and Commerce Promotion and Facilitation Act of 2020. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read section three of this act, which says subject to the provision of this act, any farmer or trader or electronic trading uh, transaction platform shall have the freedom to carry on the interstate or intrastate trade and commerce in farmers produce in a trade area. Excellent. Now, it is only saying that I have freedom to sell my goods outside my state. Yeah, it is saying not just for the farmer, for the traders also. Hmm. If I'm a trader and I'm buy- and you are a farmer, I am buying goods from you, hmm. and I'm free to sell it anywhere. I'm, I'm not yes. bound to. I'm not bound to sell it in my local market only. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. The local market is having some kind of guilt mm-hmm. that uh, they will not if they if you want if I want to sell the goods I have to sell it in a particular price or to a particular person I which I do not want to, mm-hmm. or they are systematically uh, ousting me mm-hmm. or, uh, or boycotting me. Then I have I am free to sell it in a different district, a different different state. Mm-hmm. There is no issue in this. Okay. Either bills are created. You know, I have I I heard an extremely ludicrous argument on this that it will create smuggling. <laughs> that it will create smuggling of agricultural products. Wow. I mean, either bills are mandatory. People come up with. I mean, I don't know. Either bills are mandatory for transfer of any goods and substance. Mm. Uh, you know it's called bill t you know it's, it's, it is made in three copies before ev bill became a thing uh, the copy the copy of the consignment consignee and the shipment uh, and the receiver mm. they made it in triplicates mm. and bordering areas and depending on customs or so not consul you know customs mm. depending on the border <coughs> traffic police or agriculture uh, not agriculture forest department mm-hmm. or trade department they mm-hmm. used to check it they used to put their seal on it mm-hmm. now ev bills are mandatory ev ev bills are extremely easy to make mm-hmm. they are very easy their uh, softwares are there mobile apps are there in fact uh, in, they can just go to any local uh, shop or internet cafe they can get it done they can everyone is having smartphone now mm-hmm. at least they have they have one in their house mm-hmm. they can get Uh, ev bill made or they can ask someone and the person that trading with you get them an ev bill okay. get an ev bill made in their name hmm. so you can all thank uh, mr ambani that the internet prices are so cheap that we can <laughs> achieve so many things yeah <laughs> cheaply just at like with a home using our phone yes yeah yeah so that was one thing uh, was there anything else to clarify in the second act I haven't counted any. Uh, yeah, I mean, but uh, uh, this, this this act was not a center of this particular controversy. It was about the yeah. other thing. Uh, so pretty much, you know, pretty much whatever we have said about the first act can be extended to this. Yeah, yeah, that's what I even I understand. If anyone uh, is having questions, they can mention it in the comment section. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll be happy to answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, you know what? Uh, uh, now you're also, I mean, my friend. So I'll just. do this on this podcast so uh, last podcast i had just uh, it was a monologue so i just announced that i will be answering any questions about any previous podcasts and such as my reputation is i don't know on social media people just started trolling me i was one of them yeah i know that i mean people <laughs> <laughs> i thought people would at least ask questions about arnab's case at the very least but but that's all right yeah yeah i don't know no we discussed we we didn't uh, we didn't leave any room for questions you know yeah i tell we that to myself yeah because yeah. it's so exhausting yeah yeah i tell that to myself and feel happy about it so dil ko pehla nahi to jo khayal jo khayal acha hai yeah yeah i don't care about what other people say with respect to that that's all yeah but uh, yeah so that's that's what i was saying yeah but in case any anyone has questions about this even now they can just put it in the comment section for this uh, video or they could uh, tweet at you or at me i'll put both our handles in the description now i had a few questions uh, in and around this act so one of the things that people are alleging of course uh, now as you mentioned we have to uh, get a devil's advocate position here that even though both of us are not exactly opposed to these acts in fact i'm I, i would say that i'm in favor of these acts but 
we have to explore what the other side is saying so uh, i i looked at a few arguments that other people presented and one of them which is actually quite common this is uh, what is being alleged on the protest on ground it is that this bill or these bills which are now acts they were not discussed in the parliament or even I some people even say that farmers were not wrong. farmers or stakeholders were not consulted for this act yeah they sh- so, yeah this is true farmers mm-hmm. and stakeholders were not consulted for mm-hmm. this act yeah because i think this had been a topic of public discussions hmm. for a very long time even though hmm. it wasn't publicized in media mainstream media mainstream media never reports anything worth reporting of substance <laughs> so, yeah of substance exactly so hmm. i think it was there in the public conscious but hmm. i will not discount uh, the present government it was their duty to make people aware of it the bill yeah. should have been publicized yeah criticism feedback should have been invited no yeah. doubt they had discussed with with opposition parties opposition parties are absolutely absolute liars they, even uh, it was there in congress congress party's manifesto yeah the uh, leader of opposition was there when the topic was being discussed no one mm. did anything mr rahul gandhi was not there it is his fault he, he, uh, people should of uh, why not should question him why weren't you there when the act I'm was being passed yeah 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 i mean i i don't understand it because these were the very people every single person who is crying about these apmcs being abolished or msp being gotten rid of or whatever they are crying about almost all of these people in the past have said exactly the things that this government exactly. is saying so okay, i don't know if this is opposition for the sake of opposition i think this is saying anything in order to detract from the government position and and, and on top of that because is, it was i don't think that this was not discussed in the parliament it's just not possible it, 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 it was it was discussed it because yeah. passed it without discussion. yeah exactly it was passed means it was i'm afraid the law will become illegal uh-huh. yeah i mean and, and the other thing that i was actually going to ask you it's like a very small thing that has this act or any of the other two acts been challenged in courts there must be i think so yeah because so i didn't petitions are filed so many petitions are filed daily yeah yeah uh, maybe that they, i think it, it i think i think so yeah yes. but but then see i i had this question because of course people may have filed or may not have filed we may not know mm-hmm. but the thing is if it has been filed in court then shouldn't that be highlighted in the media at least we should know right that someone is pursuing yes. actual legal avenues mm-hmm. by protesting on uh, and what are the ground thing has happened mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. what are the grounds taken by the petitioner in that case yeah yeah exactly are on what grounds is it being challenged first of all let me give you a quick trivia again mm-hmm. uh, policy decisions of the state cannot be interfered by the supreme court okay but at least if there are mm-hmm. acts then i mean people because what happens is if there is an act which is passed then mm-hmm. uh, people may approach courts in order to decide upon the constitutionality of the act right yeah Oh. that's why that's why i thought if it is being challenged so on courts when we say constitutionality we are hmm. basically referring to the fundamental rights okay so hmm. if i'm saying that you have freedom to do such kind of things mm-hmm. it's not asking you to do it and you have to do it it is nowhere saying that hmm. you have to do it particular way otherwise you will take your lands away okay no. mm-hmm. so so it, it has no grounds of you. Hmm. okay so you cannot challenge it on those grounds right of course you can challenge but it may not stand it may not stand you can file even the most frivolous 
and the precious case in the code the code will have to take it mm. and they very well they may very well throw it out of the code after Dismissed. giving the petitioner a very much uh, a chance to to be heard yeah to to embarrass them that's how that. i would say yeah. yeah and yeah and yeah i take your point that you said that farmers were not consulted because i mean if they are if a, if a decision about farmers is being made then they should be consulted but again uh, the bill itself was i think introduced quite a few months back so it should have been in the media at that point itself and there should have been a discussion but yeah the government should have taken it into no, account I what think farmers whether have they have done it or not i can i cannot state that but they should have sent a copy to the recognized and prestigious bodies farmer unions of, uh, which relates to yes and even to the cms of the states mm-hmm. because uh, agriculture per se agriculture how to uh, the manner in which agriculture is carried out and all such kind of things are part of the uh, are subject matter of state mm-hmm. so should mm-hmm. have been con- should have consulted them mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. even though they are not they cannot even though they cannot uh, act they cannot uh, they couldn't have given any good feedback mm-hmm. because it is only talking about giving farmers a right to do business in a particular manner mm-hmm. you know they already have right first of all let 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 me correct myself mm-hmm. they already have a right to do contract farming no one was stopping them it mm-hmm. is only strengthening that right it is only mm-hmm. providing a system and a back support it is only aimed at strengthening the backbone of the of the kisans so that mm-hmm. they they do not be they do not get afraid of uh, uh, big corporations or companies or uh, avoiding the middlemen because mm-hmm. they trust middlemen even though the middlemen has been sucking on their blood you know this is a very wrong mentality that the local guy will uh, rob me every day i'm fine with it mm-hmm. some big big gora or big 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 man you know in suit they, that should i don't want to be fooled by that that kind of thinking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what can we yeah I i'm comfortable at getting fooled by my lo- fooled by the my local uh, grocery seller but mm. i do not want to be fooled by a big company yeah maybe embarrassment at a bigger stage is a bigger embarrassment i guess i don't know yeah, yeah. uh and so, and I, this is very interesting thing that you mentioned here okay uh and i think in the beginning of the podcast also i mentioned that i, I had read an article by salman khurshid uh and oh. in that he had argued he had argued six points so one of the points in that was that agriculture is actually in the state list so the union government didn't have jurisdiction to make these laws in the first place so that's what he argues when we say when we say agriculture what do we, what do we mean by it well farming and related activities right related activities is it uh, is it really now let us contrast with uh, that point with act is it interfering with the agriculture is the act interfering with the agriculture it is not no, no. it is only letting you decide how you go about your business hmm. Hmm. it is not asking you to grow this grow that sell in hmm. this particular rate or do not sell do not do not use the land in particular manner just pause it pause, pause for a minute yeah so i was discussing that it is only giving freedom mm-hmm. so freedom to actually you know it is believed that less state interference is always preferable yes this is even the even the idea of socialist we not social communist may believe that that less interference by state mm-hmm. 
yes, MSPR now uh, uh, statutory rights. Hmm, only, yeah. This one section. MSPs are now statutory rights. That's it. Yeah. So I mean, can, this is this is like a basic thing. I mean, I am not even a lawyer, but I know this that they are employing the people who do this. They are employing a logical fallacy. It is called denying the antecedent. I think. Hmm, yeah. You're saying is you're not doing. You, one good way to you didn't say it. you didn't say that uh, you didn't mention MSP, so therefore you want to remove MSP. Right? <laughs> that, that's why I extended that logical. That's a logical fallacy in, in different acts also. You know, I was yeah. arguing with some uh, some person on uh, Twitter. Mm -hmm. I said that the the bankruptcy court also doesn't have MSP. Hmm. <laughs> the person couldn't understand what I was saying. Okay. <laughs> the humor is rare. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was there any particular point that you wanted to clarify anything else on? Because I think, uh, let me huh. see, I have a list of questions that I had made. Um, no, no, I'm pretty much out of all the questions that I've asked. Yeah. So the last of the questions actually was that, that with such confidence, Salman Khurshid says that uh, it is not the jurisdiction of the union government to pass a law about something that is mentioned in the state list in the seventh schedule or whatever seventh schedule right of the constitution that it's not a it's not a part of the, the union list so government doesn't have any business but like you mentioned it has nothing to do with agriculture itself so i don't know why he's saying that and everything else every other question a person who has a seventh standard level understanding of english can just go and read the act and they can understand pretty much everything that is mentioned in the act i i mean after no, this, problem is that no, no one is reading. Yeah, exactly. So if you don't do your due diligence and you just, yeah, I, there's a reason that I didn't go too much into the, uh, you know, what is happening in the protests and everything because it's just shooting the breeze. I mean, you're just talking about pro protest wins. I think I'll just call you once to just laugh at whatever the protesters are saying and doing. So maybe that's, <laughs> that should be a, like a complete two hour podcast separate because we could do that all day. <laughs> There's a girl who flew in from Australia to participate in the protest yeah. and she didn't know what the protest was about. Okay, I have a very good input to give you right now. First okay, of, okay. Uh, let us correct ourselves that agriculture is in uh, is the entry number 14th in state list. Yeah. Now let us see concurrent list entry number 7. Okay. Contracts. Contracts are a subject matter of con uh, concurrent list. Oh, and yeah. Hmm. It, is the, it is the law that the that in case of any any conflict between the central states, the central mm -hmm. law will apply. There is actually no con uh, no conflict to begin with. <laughs> uh, not not any that I know of or highlighted by anyone. Mm -hmm. So contracts, including partnership, agency mm -hmm. contracts of carriage, and other special forms of contracts, mm -hmm. but not including contracts relating to agricultural land. Okay, we are wrong here. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what did you say? Okay, no, 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 no. We are talking about land. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, exception in seventh. Uh, entry is of agricultural land so any agreement related to agricultural land is not a subject matter of concurrent list mm. but but contracts including partnerships agency and contracts of carriage and any mm. forms of con contracts in general mm. are part of, of are part of uh, concurrent list mm. so the government is only talking about agreements and trade mm. it is only giving yeah. them a hand that they can kill entry into agreements it's yeah. not talking about agricultural lands. Exactly. So it's not talking about farming or agriculture by itself. It's talking about everything that's around it. So basically a yes, structure in which you trade with other people and all of that, right? Contracts and everything. Mm -hmm. So yeah, even that thing doesn't make sense. What, what, what amazes me is that he 
felt the need to write it write an article like this and didn't even didn't even bother to check I if he was right uh, or not i think popular people these established people are uh, not very good with simple google search uh, do they like making fool of themselves i don't know i mean i think uh, you I know think they explains that no no they they are pretty much assured that no one will question them or cross check or even people like us who, who will cross check will not get the kind of attention that they they get that's yeah it. that's the thing and even the so called right wing media never does it yeah. they never tries to point by point like how ted carlson does in for fox they never take the matter in hand and mm. and uh, deconstruct it point by point they never do that mm. they are only yeah. in, in shouting yes we are talking about arnab yeah you know uh, there's a reason that i am doing these interviews about quasi political things i mean of course there's a lot of politics surrounding this but this is basically a policy matter so so hmm. it is that all my monologues that i'm doing are about like basic principles like free speech and democracy and all of that but there are these dialogues in which i i just spoke to you and then i did another podcast with a surgeon friend of mine shivam you know hmm. yeah yeah so i i'm talking they to these people because this <laughs> yeah me to me to me to yeah so hmm. i'm doing these interviews because this, these are some things that people are constantly hearing and the problem is that whatever is being discussed in legacy medium i don't call these people mainstream media anymore i used to but not anymore because the thing is the mainstream is going to change eventually yeah eventually Social these people are become the mainstream yeah yeah or oh. or even like web portals and everything so there are a lot of new web portals which are doing better analysis of all policies and everything and they they're not dependent on these people anymore so the legacy media is going to lose big time and the, the thing that happens is because of alternate mediums media like you have social media twitter and instagram instagram more so now tiktok is banned so that's out of the picture but what happens is there's a lot of people who are very good with communication but very bad at comprehension they don't understand or they understand partially and then they talk about it and some don't want to understand so. yeah i mean those are vested interests of course they they there are there is a section which just engages in that part but the issue is that these people are so many in number that there has to be a concerted effort on part of several people at a time in order to at least set the record straight and for that what i think is there should be people who are willing to talk about these things who understand issues they may they may not necessarily be experts or anything because there hardly anyone is an expert in any field at all so you don't need exactly experts what you need is people who with at least a basic understanding now now basic you, working you are, knowledge of things yeah mm. so now you are an advocate and i asked you every, everything that i could think of everything that some of my friends could think of about the legality of the bill and the structure of the bill because it has to do with law there's a reason i particularly didn't go into a lot of economics and it is because i actually wanted to invite a person with an economics background here but due to something that person couldn't work out that that thing couldn't work out but i definitely do intend to follow this up by a discussion on exactly what the the supply chain of this whole uh, thing is going to look here on because it's going to radically change that's what i think because of the way the bill this bill is structured and everything and the, the sort of protests that we are seeing in punjab and especially uh, punjab region and haryana so th- there have to be people with working knowledge of these things whatever is being discussed in the popular parlance and there should be at least a little uh, voice 
from the other side of whatever the cultural orthodoxy is because media is whoever is talking like a broad, from a broadcasting position that i mean people just watch that for entertainment that's what i think rarely uh-huh. anyone takes them seriously so what happens is the real thing is the coming panel, from social the, media the panelist system has become a, a roasting yeah yeah and it's a it's, it's borderline joke now because no one ever gets to speak properly and that's why that, that's one of the reasons that i i'm keeping all of these uh, podcasts especially these dialogues long form that you cannot express all of this nuance in 15 minutes i mean you could do not but it would it, it would be a bad job you have to compromise with quality yeah exactly it, it would not be a good job then so that is why that is one of the motivations for me that i'm doing these dialogues with with people who uh, i mean who understand things that are going on i have lined up a few other people as well who i want to talk to about some other things not necessarily law or anything but a lot of things and i'm actually looking forward to speaking to a lot of them some of them who whom i admire very much so maybe i'll announce whom who i'm getting next week or the, day, or the week after that on twitter sometime uh but but that's that's one of my motivations that i'm uh, in order to start these podcasts and i'm i'm actually very thankful to you and also to shivam last week as well I, as i communicated to him that you are coming and talking to me you are spending that this much time so we've been talking for almost an hour and a half and you've patiently answered all my questions all questions that some people uh, on the social media and every uh, all others platforms could come up with and i'm thankful to you that you came on my show and answered all of this and no it's a two way traffic amok uh, it is it is a two way traffic and you know we should we are thankful to you for providing us this kind of medium uh, so that we can put our word out there you know it is just it is just like it is not like our word against theirs we are backed by logic and we yeah. even in, uh, invite counter logic to this and mm-hmm. in fact if anyone if uh, people who are listening to us and they have any counter logic counter argument Hmm. and to point and if they have anything to point of any fallacy or any factually incorrect statement that either of us has made hmm. they should point it out and if yeah. we are wrong we will acknowledge it we will correct ourselves we improve improve our knowledge we are hmm. not here to preach you we are not here to tell you that how to think and what how to read this is not our job yeah. we are only going we are only countering the misinformation that has that has become extremely rampant on social media and hmm. it has convinced uh, so many people to spend their nights on road so i i am not saying that everyone is a protagonist is is a part of the, the problem but every protester is a vested interest there are so many protesters uh, there must be so many protesters out there who are actually innocent and who are convinced just because of the good convincing power of the other vested interest that that they they, they are under extreme fear that they are going to lose so many things yeah. so we have to put our word out there we have yeah. to tell them that this is that 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 what they are saying is not true and how it is not true we we, we have to give them a logical explanation yeah. we owe, we owe it to them you know yeah. we we actually owe it to them they are farmers they are annadatas we, we should respect them yeah. you know because everything we cannot we are a, we are an emotional country you know we are we are not absolutely <laughs> cold we cannot be we have to, we, we have to come we should have compassion for people yeah and it is not not wrong to be compassionate about farmers because it is an extremely hard work they are extremely hard working yeah. so if if they are 
the, if their health and well-being is being compromised or they are used as a they are being puppeteered by some vested interests some wrong people for uh, political ulterior motive then to the best of our, of our capacity we should should try to bust the misinformation and the propaganda and yeah. thanks to you i could get an opportunity to reach out to people it depends yeah. on on how people take it and i hope yeah. if there is a if, if someone thinks that we are wrong they point it out yes yeah so uh, i think we're at the end of whatever uh, subject matter that i had to discuss so thanks prashant for uh, coming on the show and to the audience now if you like today's discussion please be sure to give me a thumbs up if you have any questions with respect to this podcast or any podcast uh, that i've done previously then please feel free to use the comment section of this video or tweet at me my twitter handle is at amog_astra that is at a m o g h underscore a s t r a uh, i'll also put my handle in the description then you could also tweet to uh, prashant i'll put his twitter handle as well maybe you could just tell it to people okay my twitter handle is f l e x <laughs> l o c i flex loci that's how you pronounce it yeah yeah so i'll put his twitter handle as well and then uh, i'll also put some uh, good articles that i found particularly on the farm bills and also some articles that i found that were uh, you know uh, raising some questions i'll put all of the links to all of those in the description maybe you could go through uh, all of those articles and to, just to get a better understanding and uh, yeah that's pretty much it so hopefully next week i'll i'll get someone else to talk about something more interesting i'll not reveal any of it right now before anything is finalized so yeah uh, stay tuned and uh, if you if you like to watch any of my if you like watching any of my content and if you'd like to watch more of this then please subscribe to my channel and uh, namaste thank you